future looks bright for medical wellness and community health. We are honored to welcome David Flinch as our first guest on the Everything Medical Wellness podcast. David is the president and CEO of the Medical Fitness Association. Today, David will offer his thoughts on the future and trends in the medical wellness industry. Welcome to the HealthPlex Associates podcast, Everything Medical Wellness. Two co-hosts today are Don Doyle, that's me, the vice president of HealthPlex Associates, joined by Ryan Barr, also as a host. Welcome, David, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Don. So, David, let me start off by asking, you know, give us a little background on you, how David Flanch got from the Ohio State University to sitting in the chair as the president of Medical Fitness Association. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, mentioning Ohio State, my uh, alma mater. That That is where I got my uh, bachelor's degree in exercise science. So I, I started my career really uh, working for a community recreation center. Um, and so that was a good first taste of uh, the fitness world for me while I was in college. But after graduating, um, I actually had a uh, a friend and colleague who uh, was working at the McConnell Heart Health Center in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is a, a very uh, comprehensive, large medical wellness and fitness center, uh, well over 100,000 square feet. And, and so I started there as an exercise physiologist and within the first year got promoted into a management role. Um, and so what you learn pretty quickly on uh, in, in managing, if, if you have an exercise science degree, is that you didn't, you didn't have any training to be a manager in, in exercise <laughs> science. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, I, I decided at that point to go and get my MBA, uh, which, which did uh, give me a lot of the tools that I needed in, in the management roles, as well as uh, my experience initially on, uh, I can remember back and and uh, you know you have you have successes, you have failures, and 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 sometimes the failures you you learn from even more. You know, all of that uh, led me uh, at the ripe age of 26 to uh, get my first director job down in the Florida Keys, um, right on the campus of Mariners Hospital down there, and I was able to implement uh, a lot of clinically clinically integrated fitness programs. Uh, we opened the diabetes care center, diabetes education uh, department of the hospital. And so I was uh, running that and, and able to integrate that very well with the wellness center down there. Um, after about four years there, moved up to Sarasota at the uh, Sarasota Healthplex. And uh, it was uh, very new at that time. And so I got to do a lot of the same things, um, implement clinical programs. Now they're a certified medical fitness center. Um, and so from there, uh, you know, you have your family and, uh, I, I wanted to get back to the Midwest. So, uh, that's what landed me up here in Greenfield, Indiana, um, about, about 10 years ago, uh, 10, 11 years ago, I guess. And, uh, so I, I went to work for, uh, Hancock, uh, wellness centers, part of the Hancock health, uh, health system. And um, spent about nine years there. Uh, we started with the one facility. My charge was to change it from a uh, fitness center that was owned by the hospital, but wasn't very integrated, to be, uh, become a medical fitness center that was uh, 
you know, kind of part of the fabric of the hospital. Um, and, and we successfully did that and so much that we uh, were able to build a second facility and a third facility. Um, and so we kind of uh, triangulated the county. Um, and so uh, that uh, about two years ago, almost two years ago now, um, the opportunity came to lead the Medical Fitness Association as the CEO. So uh, took that and, and here I am today. So that was a little bit about my journey, I guess, from, uh, like you said, Ohio State to the seat <laughs> of the uh, the, the president CEO of, of MFA, but, uh, it's, it's been a great career, you know, uh, so far I've had, you know, 20 plus years in, in operations. And now I, you know, get to work with, uh, facilities all over the country and, uh, you know, with some of our events and, and, and other things that we do. Um, it's been great. Well, congratulations on that, uh, success. And I, I think we see, um, in our industry, in our experience, um, sort of what you just mentioned, David, that a lot of people um, have hospital-owned fitness centers and not always medical wellness centers. Um, what has the Medical Fitness Association done to help those people transition, and how do you define a true medical wellness center as opposed to a hospital you know, having a fitness center on campus or you know, with their name on the door anyhow? You know, MFA over the years and um, even before I became CEO, I was I was on the board. I was on a lot of the committees uh, for the association. Um, and and we've I think we've done a couple of good things for both individuals and, and facilities uh, within the industry. There's there's our facility certification uh, that I had alluded to before, and it's a uh, pretty rigorous process of uh, 148 standards and guidelines uh, that uh, really are best practices across about nine uh, topic areas. The other uh, is more for the individual. We have the um, certified medical fitness director certification, um, which I believe, uh, Ryan, you went through that, right? Yes, I did. It was a tremendous experience. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, so so that we we developed that uh, a few years back, and um, really with the intention of you know knowing that people start to advance through uh, you know and progress through their career, uh, having something specific to the medical fitness industry that would uh, would be a, a credential that uh, would demonstrate to employers, you know, here I am, I'm I'm. Uh, competent and proficient in in everything that's needed uh, because there really wasn't anything in the industry that uh, gave that uh, designation to people and and allowed them to demonstrate that to uh, their employers. Uh, so 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 those are a couple of the real good things uh, that we did, I think, to to help that out. And um, you know, addition to that, it's it's a lot of what we do as an association in terms of educating and uh, providing. Uh, resources from webinars to uh, live events, uh, publications, things like that. Um, but, you know, you, the second part of your question was about, you know, uh, these facilities that are owned by a hospital, maybe, but the hospital just kind of says, oh, yeah, we have one of those over there. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it, more of a hands-off thing. It was it was a nice thing to do at the time, uh, that sort of thing. And that's that was the the flavor of what 
I got into uh, up here at Hancock. Um, but, you know, after a period of time, a lot of them uh, realize either, you know, what are we doing? Uh, it's either, you know, a decision to fully integrate it um, or say this wasn't a, a good idea. And most of them come to the conclusion that it was still a very good idea. Um, it's just that uh, there, there needs to be more integration to really make it work and uh, meet some of the strategic goals of the organization. So I think, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there for facilities to, you know, go from the, the basic to more of the medical fitness model. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people ask me what that means. And um, in fact, I can remember when I first started at Hancock, we, we had some town hall meetings with the members and the community, and we were announcing that that was our you know, goals and that this is what you were going to see out of uh, the facility. And people were really worried that, uh, you know, they were going to lose their Zumba class or, you know, they were going to uh, all the, the, the exciting programs, the boot camps, the personal training, those would go away. And that that obviously is not the case. Uh, that's not what this is all about. I talk about it where, you know, med- medical fitness is really a layer on top of your traditional uh, normal fitness program. So you keep those and then you add a, a considerable layer uh, of programming, staffing, uh, procedures that that really uh, do that. So I think, you know, there's there's absolutely uh, and and the best uh, the best performing medical fitness centers, I would say, then work hand in hand with the healthcare system. Even those who don't, who are not owned by a hospital, uh, we're seeing that they uh, are forming partnerships and relationships to to work hand in hand. So I think um, it's not only for hospital-based, uh, hospital-owned uh, facilities, but but anyone who's you know looking to to take that step can can develop some of those relationships, and then it becomes part of the you know strategy of the entire hospital and healthcare system of you know how they uh, are are serving their communities. Sure. All right. Well, let me uh, welcome you too, David. Um, thanks for sharing your story earlier. Um, uh, I would have never made it out of the keys, by the way, but um, it's a good story. <laughs> but you mentioned uh, being in contact with medical fitness centers throughout the country. Um, so from that unique experience, uh, from a from a post-pandemic outlook, are you seeing movement with more healthcare systems valuing medical fitness, and has there been growth? Well, yeah, I, I yes, definitely, we're seeing growth. Uh, you know, it's 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 happening in some of the traditional ways, and it's happening in new ways. I would say, I, you know, I, I hear that uh, you know there are some hospitals that do have capital still to invest, and and it's it's been happening uh, still throughout and and after the pandemic, uh, where where new wellness centers are being built. Uh, but there's also some uh, healthcare systems that don't want to invest all of their capital. Um, and so then it becomes, you know, some other options like a developer-based one, but um, you know, or or as I mentioned before, other organizations that are just uh, partnering uh, with with healthcare systems. So you see a, a variety of of ways that this is happening, but I definitely see more and more uh, across the country, and. Um, you know, those who who do want to do it on their own, uh, they they want to have full control. But 
you know, as budgets and balance sheets uh, really get tighter, um, these these other mechanisms are are, are appealing as well. Um, and so, you know, as we move from the pandemic, I think organizations were seeing that uh, their their traditional models uh, of of revenue generation uh, weren't as secure as as they thought. Uh, medical fitness and wellness uh, is is one way to generate new sources of revenue as well. Um, and you know, a lot of times it's looked at as as a as a piece of the puzzle to help with their uh, population health strategies and you know avoiding readmissions uh, that are that are not only uh, oftentimes not uh, reimbursed uh, but can even lead to uh, penalties when uh, you're talking about readmissions and so a lot of that is you know somewhat out of the control of a hospital once a person gets admitted to the hospital uh, treated and then released. Uh, they go home, and if there's no other uh, resource in the community, such as a medical wellness center, to work on some of those things, they could be right back there uh, fairly quickly. And so, I think uh, you know, medical fitness is is part of that, and that's why we're still seeing uh, some some good growth in in the industry. Right, right, right. I'd like to get your opinion on one specific focal point. There, um, we have had success in HealthPlex Associates and me personally at, at uh, the club that I operate here with our integration with the hospital's EMR uh, systems and referral-based membership growth. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that has changed uh, throughout the country and how MFA is involved with that? Sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing that absolutely uh, happening. You know, I think 10 years ago, uh, you you barely heard of anyone being able to do this. Uh, now I'm hearing it more and more uh, every day. Uh, just this week was talking to uh, some more uh, operators who have integrated with the their electronic uh, medical record systems. So I think as technology advances uh, to really be able to develop uh, privacy compliance systems, um, and interfaces that, that we're seeing this become more common. Um, and, and, and even at times, again, for facilities not owned by a hospital, uh, they, can, they can even uh, invest in some of this uh, technology that helps you know, with, with HIPAA uh, and, and privacy concerns, uh, confidentiality. So I think as that's happening, it's allowing for these uh, referral pathways, uh, two-way referral and, and communication uh, on those people. And so, yeah, you know, uh, one facility uh, I was I was just talking with was telling me that they're now uh, getting even more referrals post-pandemic than they were before uh, COVID started. So, you know, it, I think it's something that uh, is has progressively got to be uh, more and more of of how hospitals are able to partner with medical fitness centers and and yeah i mean uh, you're seeing it at your facilities and 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 it's really i think the way that uh, one of the best ways that 
you know, you can have a true medical fitness model is have that good relationship and be able to communicate back to physicians, you know, here's when your patient came in, here's their compliance rate, here's some of their outcomes, um, you know, and really build that trust um, where, you know, a, a doctor sees somebody uh, maybe for diabetes or, you know, uh, other chronic diseases, and they think, not only am I going to, you know, prescribe them X, Y, and Z that I normally do, uh, I'm going to get them into a program that helps with lifestyle uh, modification and manage this right. chronic disease. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a big part of the EMR referral process that is the pre and post referral, right? Um, it's not the field of dreams. It's not if you build the referral, they're all going to come, right? You have to build the trust, build the programs beforehand, set up the referral process, and then also set up the feedback process for the physicians. And that's a that's been a key to our success here is, is getting the providers and physicians in our health system to really um, believe in us and trust our team of trainers here to um, improve the health and wellness of their patients. So it's a very Absolutely. important part of our system here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And I think, you know, one thing that uh, we had learned and, and I'm hearing uh, still consistently to this day is that, you know, it really needs to be part of the doctor's workflow as well. Uh, so not only does there need to be a mechanism within the uh, electronic medical record to allow for it, but it, it can't be buried. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, when, when setting these things up, um, the IT department doesn't necessarily have the full understanding uh, initially and, right. you know, may build it into the uh, section that the doctor's never really going to go into. Um, right. and, and so we we learned about that. And I, I, I do hear that, mm -hmm. you know, you really need to make it part of the, the actual workflow uh, for it to happen. And there's a variety of ways that I, I you know, hear that mm -hmm. happening. But uh, I think that's important as well. Yeah, we could probably do a whole separate podcast on that. And in fact, we probably will. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, time to put you on the spot. So with your experience and, you know, your travels and your communication with facilities, with forecasting with Medical Fitness Association, give me maybe three trends that you see over the next year or two in the medical fitness industry. Sure, sure. Um, well, I think. One uh, that, I'm, that I'm hearing quite a bit of right now is the uh, medical nutrition therapy, MNT, uh, that, that, that folks are really getting into, uh, kind of going hand in hand with uh, health coaching. So uh, a lot of that, uh, although uh, I have my, my feelings on reimbursement, uh, there are some good parts of it, but there are a lot of bad parts of working with insurance uh, in our industry, but I won't focus on that. I will just say that, that uh, you know, there are a lot of facilities now exploring uh, how to do that, and it's added to their uh, revenue generation base. So I think I'm seeing more and more of that. Um, another one I would say would be um, commercial fitness centers, the traditional fitness centers that are getting uh, very interested in wellness and the medical fitness model uh, to really expand uh, within their market and and to you know get access to this you know other 80% of the population that typically does not go into a commercial fitness center so the thing with that is you know 
Uh, some are interested at just a surface level, and I don't think that's enough, but we have seen plenty of uh, facilities uh, that aren't part of a hospital system that you know, really want to make that commitment. And, and that's that's where it, it works. So I think uh, we'll see more and more of those types of uh, situations. The, the value-based payment reform in healthcare, uh, where, uh, you know, there's, it goes hand in hand, right, with the, the population health management strategies that a lot of healthcare systems are looking at because of the payment reform. Uh, you're seeing you're seeing these uh, these shifts from volume based to value based, and the value means you know how do we keep our contracted uh, population how do we keep them healthier so they're not uh, coming into the ER as often and getting some of the uh, costly uh, services within the hospital? I said so. I think there's a lot of opportunities to for medic- medical wellness centers to work within those overall strategies. That was three. I'll give you one more, even some some extra credit. I think um, <laughs> I think the hybrid world, uh, both on-site fitness programming and virtual uh, fitness programming, is is not just a thing of the pandemic that is going to go away. I think it's here to stay, and I think it's uh, it's something that'll that'll grow and grow in in new and different ways over the next few years. and And I think those who embrace that uh, situation will be uh, best set up uh, to really help everybody in their communities. Because I'm still hearing that you know there's a, a certain percentage of former members that just won't come back inside of the facility. So you know, finding some of those strategies to really engage with them, even outside the four walls of the wellness center, uh, you know, to to help with their uh, health and fitness needs, I think will continue to be important and 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 even be uh, more important as we go forward. Thank you for the bonus, the extra credit. (laughs) In school, I always needed to find the professors and ask for extra credit, David. So I appreciate you uh, being proactive with that. Um, Well, I I thank you for your time today. I think it was very informative. Um, You know, as club operators, you know, we see the need for, you know, some of the population health efforts and and an affiliation with the hospitals in a positive manner for not only their employees, not only the clinical population, but you know, to see we see ourselves as a opportunity to educate the community and you know work as a partner with the hospital and bringing communication efforts. So that um, you know bonus of that hybrid model is something that we embraced, and you know as much as we know the benefits of you know the personal connection and the socialization as far as you know, benefits of exercise and that, you know, we also understand that our responsibility as a true partner is to, you know, find ways to reach the community. So um, this is Don Doyle. I want to thank my host, co-host Ryan Barr for, you know, his insight today and also our inaugural guest, David Flinch from Medical Fitness Association. And David, let's close by, um, telling the listeners how they can connect with you and Medical Fitness Association if they're interested in learning more about, you know, what you can offer. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, thank you, Don and Ryan. I appreciate the opportunity 
to get on this podcast, um, you can go to our website and get all kinds of information. That's www.medicalfitness.org. Um, you'll see, you know, the MFA has opportunities for education. Uh, you know, as, as member facilities, uh, you can likely get all of the CECs uh, for your professional staff covered uh, throughout the year uh, at no additional cost because of our webinars and uh, that are that are no charge for CECs for our members. Uh, so that's a lot of uh, facilities strategy on, on that. Um, but we also, you know, as I mentioned before, have the certification programs for both facilities and individuals. Um, a lot of networking opportunities, you know, live events. We just uh, participated uh, this week in in the club industry uh, summit, and next month we'll be down in Orlando uh, for our annual conference. That's uh, uh, November sixteenth to eighteenth. So that that's always a, a great experience for folks um, getting together, networking, uh, educating. Uh, all of that. Um, we've got our, our benchmarks and, and uh, our best practice standards that are in publications. We'll see um, the new standards and guidelines for medical fitness centers. Third edition uh, publication is coming out next month. So uh, we've, we've revised that and, and updated that. Uh, we'll have a, a new benchmarks publication coming out next year. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of task forces that we uh, have set up for our members to really help guide and shape the association and the, the industry. <laughs> Ryan's showing his uh, his copy of the second edition of the Standards and Guidelines. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm you'll have to get the, the, uh, the third yeah. edition. <laughs> Guess I'm behind now, huh? <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, um, so I, I would say, you know, we're, we're, we're very much a resource for uh, those who are starting their journey, uh, to those who are somewhere in the middle of their journey to medical fitness, to those who uh, have fully embraced it and, you know, want to continue to help shape the industry uh, through their expertise. Well, thank you very much, David. Quite a leadoff hitter for our podcast. Yeah. Much I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Everything Medical Wellness Podcast. I also want to thank our guest, David Flinch, for joining us today. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthPlex Associates. To learn more about medical fitness, be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast at healthplexassociates.podbean.com.